Oh, here we are again. <laughs> it's like it's seamless. Oh, was there a power outage yesterday? Oh. <laughs> Who knows? We're in the quantum. We're here right now. Feels so good. And actually, uh, it's amazing what's happening right now. We've got this... Uh, this retreat it just feels so expansive, the quantum expansion retreat. It feels so amazing. And it feels like this quantum expansion is, is moving us more into mysticism. And um, so our next retreat came blazing <laughs> from the heavens, it felt like, is Into the Mystic is the name of our next retreat. So that's the theme uh, for the September retreat, which feels amazing. We're all just, every time I mention the, <laughs> the title, people go, whoa. Whoa, it's like a quantum expansion is, wow, this is like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> now, here we are. We've just got the video hot off the press just for you guys. We're not sharing this on social media just yet. So you get to see the world premiere of the Into the Mystic retreat video. <laughs> Go for it, Nicholas. <laughs> Enjoy this. This is great. It's all mind. There is no such thing as mind and matter. It's all mind. The world I see holds nothing that I want. And the only value that you have for this world is that you pass it by. Be passers-by. That was in the Gospel of Thomas. Be passers-by. Don't try to bring the light of truth to your personal life. Don't try to have God manifest a better world for you, a better life, better relationships, more money more possessions, more skills, more abilities. It ain't gonna happen. You can't ask the truth to not be itself and to shrink itself down into illusions and make better illusions. What's the definition of an illusion? Not real. You want better, not real? Or even better, better, not real? Or more, not real? You have to give up the values of the world. Give up thinking you're going to improve the world, you're going to change the world, you're going to heal the world, you're going to fix the world. And that's what mysticism is about. Checked in with the course to see what uh, Jesus had to say to us to start the day. 
This is from chapter 31. If Christ appeared to you in all his glory, asking you but this, choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world or would remain in hell and hold your brothers there. For he has come, and he is asking. Choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world, or would remain in hell and hold your brothers there. So this movie is really giving us a chance to see for ourselves how we feel when we're experiencing what Mr. Nobody is going through. He's not been able to put much together. The reporter's asking him. He's seeing all these flashes, different relationships, prenatal. He's seeing his childhood, his nine-year-old self. He's seeing his 15-year-old self, passionate in a relationship with Anna. He's He's seeing their future lives where he has a soulmate attempt with her and or or when she's off without married with the children. She even even got to go to the funeral of Anna's husband. So he's he's getting to play out all kinds of scenarios in his mind. Look at you know. Remember that uh, Judy Collins song? I've looked at life from both sides now. From win and lose, and still somehow, it's life's illusions I recall. I really don't know life at all. I mean, this movie is, <laughs> is really like taking us into that place of like, I really don't know life at all. And, and doesn't that make intuitive sense? If life is eternal, eternal life is what life is. And we're still tinkering with the images. And we're still calling on the Holy Spirit saying, help me see this differently. But if we're so attached to certain outcomes and images, if we have so much belief that certain images are our salvation, what would I be? You know, like I've seen uh, Nemo say that there is no life without you. He says to his partner, there is no life without you. But but it's not getting happier. Those are not happy uh, memories. As we watch the scenarios play out, maybe in that moment we go, oh, oh, what a sweetie. There is no life without you. And, and yet, if that life is attached to the body, wow, what a nosedive. What a nosedive with those emotions. So as we get ready to start the... Uh, the movie today, and we'll just we're just going to carry through today and go, and we'll start off with this two-hour session, see where it goes, and we've got our whole panel here ready to uh, field questions as we often do. Uh, we still have that. We'll just see how we do with time. We may have to extend. We'll just see how it goes today. We may have to have a lunch break and come back, and we'll just see what the spirit gives us. 
But I thought I would play a song to start off with. And back in 1992, when the, Jesus had me hit the road, uh, uh, one of the first places that I went uh, in 1992, I went not too far from Cincinnati. I went down to Owensboro, Kentucky, and I met this woman called Donna Marie Carey. Some of you may know Donna Marie Carey. I met her, um, she was there with her daughter, Rachel, and her husband, Lynn, and uh, she was receiving songs from Jesus. And basically, um, it was pretty intense for her, but she basically hit the road with me. Uh, we ended up going on a road trip down to uh, Florida, and we, we were on other road trips all the way out to the West Coast and so forth. But, but while she was with me, she channeled a group of songs from Jesus, and she would sing them at the gatherings with her booming voice. I would boom for Christ. It was the booming voice of Christ coming through, and she would boom her songs. One time we were even out in uh, California. We were out in a, a field, and uh, there was no microphone system, so every, and it was such a hot day. It was like 105 degrees, so everybody was under, out in an orchard, and they were all spread out over acres in an orchard no, with no uh, mic system. So I just boomed the voice of the Holy Spirit across the whole acreage, and Donna boomed her songs across the whole acreage, and without a, a microphone system, we, we made do. Holy Spirit handled it. And one of the songs that she wrote, she named the album, mm -hmm. and it was called Real Love, and it was almost like a theme song. Everywhere we would go, we would kind of end up with real love because this song, I think this song relates to I am calling you out of the world. I think this song relates to that passage I just read. You know, would you be among the saviors of the world or would you remain in hell? This song is so deep and so profound and that she sings it so beautifully and it's talking about real love, not romantic love, not mother-child or father-son or uh, love between a, a pet owner and their, their dog or their cat. We're talking divine love. That's what real love is. And the Course is teaching us that's the only love. There is no love but God's love. Mm. That's a workbook lesson. There is no loves but God's. What we experience is love in this world. We can have reflections and glimmers, but we see a lot of other emotions that get woven in to that. There's a lot of emotions that are woven in. It's not just pure and constant. And what Jesus is saying is, until you know real love, you really haven't known love at all. You can know the glimmers and glimpses, but you can't really know the full-blown actuality of heaven until you give your heart and your soul completely over to it. So I want you to use this as a meditation as we start today. And I'm going to play it. This is from Donna Marie Carey. And the song is called Real Love.
So beautiful, David. I, <clears throat> it was just reminding me of today's lesson, which is lesson 189. Forget this world, forget this course, and come with holy empty hands to your God. It's yeah. like the ultimate devotion and dedication to God. Yeah. yeah. Letting yeah. go of everything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we read that. I read that part at the beginning of the, mm. this retreat, that simply do this part yeah. from that uh, lesson. So, And that part of that song was saying... Um, You'll not find it wherever you search. So we're here watching Nemo uh, go through all these searches in his mind. He's got the... Isn't that a cool therapist with the, the tattooed <laughs> face? That, that makes you think, just looking into your therapist's face, like, what's it all about? And how do you get out of the maze? His, his <laughs> face looks like a maze. 
And we have to go through the maze of darkness before we come to see the face of Christ. Mm. The light behind the mask is Christ. Is Christ calling us to see ourselves as the Christ. And yet his therapist is saying, let's go back. We'll use an old, an old uh, strategy, which was hypnosis. You know, he had the little ball moving back and forth between, before uh, his face, before Nemo's face, and then taking him to all these memories. And then the question starts to rise up for Nemo and all of us. What's it all about? Remember that song, What's it all about, Alfie? <laughs> but you put your own name in there. And what's it all about? What Nemo's doing that right now during the movie. What's it all about, Nemo? Da 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 da. What's it all about? I believe in love. You know, that's where we have to go. We have to realize that there's love when we give up the search in form. We're not sacrificing anything. This is a pathway that does not demand sacrifice. It, it's like it's saying, let go of nothing for everything. That's really what the deal is from Jesus. <laughs> I want you to let go of nothing and experience everything. And if you believe in trades, isn't that a trade you would want to make <laughs> of releasing nothing to experience everything? What would possibly hold you back? So we're going to watch Nemo. And the thing about this movie now, we're, we're rolling towards the end of the movie, but um, Nemo is going to have an experience in here and what we might call a prophecy. He's going to have a prophecy mm. where he's going to be told you need to stay alive until, and it's going to, he's going to be given the exact circumstances or the exact time of the, the body's death, which we know is not a real death, but that's a prophecy. And all that's going to do is imagine if you got a prophecy like that where you were told the exact minute and date of your death, you think that might bring a little urgency? <laughs> in to this journey and I, and I think with Nemo he's been alive we'll say at this point for it looks like 117 plus 117 years and and he's pondering in the nature of it all but if you got to a point where you had a prophecy and you were told the exact time and minute of of your death that would bring an urgency like let's get busy then in this awakening in this emptying the mind in this releasing why do I want to do another go-round? Why do I want to play this out with another body? Go through the pain of birth and the pain of, of, of survival on planet Earth or even another planet. Maybe that's not so friendly. <laughs> uh, you know, what would, what, you know, what, you want to take your chances <laughs> with that? You know, oh, I, I get to incarnate in Pluto. Oh boy, that sounds great. That sounds tiny. Uh, but the thing about it is, there's an urgency. He's going to have some urgency because he, remember, he got to that point. Remember when he was even spitting? And he said it a couple times. I've got to wake up. He was like spitting. Because it was like he couldn't stand the sleep anymore. 
And he's trying to like figure it out with all these scenarios. What's it all about? And all of us, it's the same for all of us, you know. Are we going to just keep playing out these scenarios or are we going to go for, you know, accepting ourselves as savior of the world, as Jesus just said, instead of remaining in hell and holding our brothers with us. That's an interesting part. It's, it's not just be a savior of the world and or remain in hell, but or remain in hell and hold our brothers with us in hell. Because that's what the ego is. It's holding all the brothers and sisters. They're all part of our perception. If one chooses to remain in hell, then everybody remains in hell. Mm. And if one chooses, like Jesus did, to wake up, then in his mind, he says, when I awoke, you were all with me. Mm. Oh, isn't that cool? Talk about a, a hallucination. When you release the hallucination, it's over for everybody. And while you believe in the hallucination, everyone is part of the hallucination. So that's starting to give us a feel for what is the nature of this waking up. It must be a perceptual thing. It must be that if I reach a state of joy, then I'm going to see everyone is included in that joy with me. We all go home together. It's beautiful. It's one of the questions we had actually. Isn't it? Yes. If Jesus arose and we're all one with him, why am I still find myself yeah. here, it was along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's just simple. It, it, you either see a value in specialness or you see a value in holiness. That's mm. really the answer mm. to that. Mm. What do I value is the way I'll look upon the world. You can't see Jesus as a character in the dream that awoke because characters, dream figures don't awake. It's the mind that wakes up. And the mind that values holiness awakens, and the mind that values specialness and judgment sleeps and dreams, and it's a hellish nightmare experience. Mm -hmm. But the ego is quite clever. It mixes in all kinds of juicy parts to keep you attracted to hell. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to recognize, I need a purpose, I need a function to help me rise out of and rise above the juicy parts and the, the nasty parts. <laughs> I need something that's going to lift me above all illusions and not value some illusions as more attractive than others. That's the key. So let's roll them. We're going to roll into the final here, <laughs> the final of our movie. There's a couple of little lines I just want you to remember that will have an impact as this movie goes along. But um, when they're on Mars, Anna tells him the big crunch will come in 2092. And some of you may wonder, what's the big crunch? You know, the Big Bang was, was everything was going out. Every, the cosmos, the universe, the physical universe has been expanding ever since the Big Bang. But we already heard Nemo lecturing earlier in this movie saying there will come a point where the expansion stops and then the whole cosmos becomes completely still, reaches a point of perfect equilibrium, and then begins to contract and comes back. The Big Bang was like an explosion. The Big Crunch that she referred to, the Big Crunch will become in 2092. The Big Crunch is called implosion. You've heard of the word explosion? 
Implosion is when everything implodes, everything comes back on itself. In a world of duality, there's expansion and there's contraction. There's explosion, there's implosion. So that's one thing. And then he just says, it feels like I, I've known you, the scene we just saw. And she says, yeah, they always use the deja vu thing. His mother, <laughs> he gets it from, from here, from there, from everywhere. Oh, that's, that's deja vu. And he says, no, I think the subtitles were wrong there. It wasn't, uh, it's as if it wasn't real. That's what it should have said. It said it was in real. It wasn't, it's as if it wasn't real. So he's starting to get a feel now that among all these images and all these scenes that he's seeing, that it's as if it wasn't real. Like somehow there's a familiarity, there's a recognition. Like it seems like I've seen you before. And she's like using the deja vu thing. He said, no, it's as if it wasn't real. The, the signs are starting to come at the end of this movie that Nemo's starting to get it. Like, get it. Like, get the correction. Like, get the whole point of all of it. Not just be wandering through all of the images. Do you find something there, Michael? Well, there was a bit from a bit earlier when he did the coin toss. I just thought mm -hmm. this is so significant, it's worthwhile just mm -hmm. mentioning it because um, uh, it's so simple. All we have to do is make one decision, one decision. If we could even faintly grasp what peace and rest and joy will result from the only decision that we need ever make, we would not wait a minute longer to make it. The decision for the spirit. Yes. <laughs> That's it. It's coming. It's coming closer. Okay, here we go. So this is what happens. You notice all the play, you know, the everything is in the same pattern. This is how you wake up. The Holy Spirit gets your attention by showing you patterns. Ultimately, that's the only value of astrology. That's the only value of past life regressions. That's the only value of getting tea leaves read or any of the ways that you use. Popping a course book open when you need guidance and direction. Talking to a spiritual advisor or counselor or teacher. The signs and symbols, you don't have to worry about how you're going to wake up. If you're willing to wake up, the signs and symbols will be given you. Because remember, the Holy Spirit can use what the ego made. The ego made all these images, but the Holy Spirit can guide you very directly. I've mentioned earlier from the Manual for Teachers of A Course in Miracles, and the question is posed to Jesus. And the question is, can God be reached directly. It's number 26 in the Manual for Teachers. So this is the question to Jesus, can God be reached directly? And his answer is, this is first sentence, God indeed can be reached directly, for there is no distance between him and his son. But if Jesus tells you that God can be reached directly, and Jesus tells you just follow the signs and symbols, 
Isn't there a Madonna song, Ray of Light? Yeah. Watching the signs along the way, traveling down the road, watching the signs along the road. You know, this is the same thing. That's what Nima is going through now. He's just opening his mind and he's being told where to look, where to turn, what to do. And that's how the guidance of the Holy Spirit works. It's not just you sit in your room and you go la 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 all day or om 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 om. You actually will be given signs and symbols. You'll be given invitations. You'll be given directions. You'll be given instructions. And you just have to be willing to follow them. It's one thing to, to be aware of these symbols, but then you really have to follow them. You see how, how Nemo is, is following every instruction. That's a, that's a good role model, because it doesn't help do you any good if you start to perceive the symbols and you ignore them. <laughs> and you say, oh no, this is, that's crazy. You know? So that, this is a key point in the movie now, because he's, he's being given signs and symbols, there are patterns, there are colors, there are shapes, everything's being used to get his attention and take him in a direction towards his prophecy. And even the prophecy itself is not what it's all about. The prophecy itself is just towards an experienced. Because truth cannot be described or explained, but only experienced. So all of these signs and symbols are just like the foreshadowing of the, of the Great Awakening. All you have to do is watch the patterns and follow the signs and symbols, and they shall be given. You shall perceive them, and you, you need to follow the signs and symbols that are given. So, we'll watch, see what Nemo does. He's our way shower today. Yeah. There he is. There is nine-year-old Nemo on the train tracks of duality. Mom in one direction, dad in the other, one way, another way, the train tracks of duality. And the only thing you can do when you realize that this is the train tracks of duality is turn and leave it. Why would you play the game of duality when there is no ending to it? It just goes, it's a perpetual distraction away from eternity. So, this is the, the choice that we are given. We are given to see duality for what it is, and then turn inward, turn away from the five senses, away from trying to figure out the world, away from trying to understand the world, away from striving in the world, away from trying to control the world, away from trying to make the world different, away from chasing outcomes and just turn inward, away, turn to the light. There was a point when uh, Jesus had Helen Schuckman's attention, and this was a kind of a rare point, because usually he was just dictating the course, but Jesus uh, gave Helen Schuckman a question. Instead of dictating the course, he stopped, he paused for a while, and he said to Helen, 
What do you do? Here's his question. Jesus said to Helen, what do you do when you find yourself in a desert? And basically Helen didn't know what to do. She's used to receiving a course in the teachings from Jesus. Jesus is the one that provides the answers. And he's asking the question, what do you do if you find yourself in a desert? And she just was silent because she didn't know what to say to Jesus Christ. She didn't know how to answer the question. And so finally he gave her a while. She couldn't answer the question. And then he said one word. Leave. Leave. <laughs> and this is what little Nemo is discovering here in the mind. That, that the world is an impossible situation. That you don't have to choose between this and that for love. You, you have to come to an acceptance of a correction in your mind, but you you aren't going to find it on the railroad tracks of duality. You're not going to, not only you're not going to find truth in duality, but you're not going to even find happiness. The belief of this world is that you can choose as a human being, you can choose your way to happiness. Some people try it through wealth. Some people th try it through fame, possessions, interpersonal relationships. They try it through triumph through conquests. They try it through the intellect. They try it through all kinds of ways and none of those ways will bring happiness. In fact, what we're learning from this movie is you have to come to realize that you have believed that you could choose your way in form to happiness. And it's just not true. No amount of anything in form will bring you to happiness. It's, it's actually seeing that there is no happiness, that the roadways of the world lead to death, and then going the other way, going into purpose. What is my divine purpose? That leads to happiness. That is, will lead to happiness for sure. But we're watching here, Nemo's just made it all the way back to that train tracks, the train tracks of duality, and he's just realized, oh my gosh, that's where all this imagination, all these hypothetical scenarios sprang out of just this uncertainty of trying to make an impossible choice between this and that, between a mother and a father. That choice is an impossible situation. You can't find love in that kind of a choice. There has to be a higher, higher choice, a higher acceptance. So this is reminiscent of the I need do nothing section of the Course, where Jesus says, now you need but to remember, you need do nothing. It would be far more profitable now merely to concentrate on this than to consider what you should do. This is chapter 18. He goes on to say, save time for me by only this one preparation and practice doing nothing else. I need do nothing, is a statement of allegiance, a truly undivided loyalty. Believe it for just one instant and you will accomplish more than is given to a century of contemplation or of struggle against temptation. 
This means that we can simply review what has already gone by, making no attempt to change or fix or rearrange the images of the script. We no longer need to seek to change the dream, but simply to change our mind about the dream. It is very relaxing to remember that by ourselves we can do nothing, but with the Holy Spirit we can do all things. So let's watch the end of the movie here. Yeah, Michael has something he wants to share from the book. <laughs> Love is who we are. Love is one. Love does not have parts. It is whole. It is complete. It is everything. As Nemo learned in Mr. Nobody, it doesn't make sense that love would require a choice between two things. When it seems as though there are choices to be made, it is exciting to ask for guidance, to ask, what is it for? What is the most helpful in this seeming situation? We can go in a new direction now by listening for and following that guidance. Our prayer to the Holy Spirit can be, when there are choices to be made, I want you to make them. I want your decisions to unwind me from time and space. It's a gentle and gradual process. And that's why I just saw it was made into a photo and put out. But uh, the most practical prayer is, Holy Spirit, decide for God, for me. Mm. And I want to explain, you know, you saw everything go backwards there. That's, that's a, a quantum physics principle, that time can go backwards just as easily. And imagine how you would just look upon it with such wonder because... You're so used to things going forward, <laughs> and then when they go backward, isn't it delightful? It's kind of uh, uniquely delightful. But why do we delight in watching things go backwards? Jesus tells us that time doesn't go forward. He actually says time goes backwards. And what we perceive as our life on earth is really an opportunity to clear away as many mistakes, as many add-ons, I'll call them, as we can to come back to that point of absolute stillness, absolute peace, equilibrium, if you want to call it that from this uh, scientific perspective. And Jesus tells us that every day the problem is, is that he says, you try to add something to the script every day. You just always are trying to add something. We call those agendas. When you are in the blissful moment of the miracle, everything is so spectacular, and you just go, thank God. Wow, this is, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And when you go back on the timeline, it's only because in your mind you're trying to add something that really isn't meant to be added. There's an ego add-on that's coming in. We can tell you from our panel here too in community living, when everybody's in the miracle, when everybody's in the flow, everybody's laughing and is in joy, 
And as soon as there's some constriction, some heaviness, some interference that seems to come in the situation, uh, we have a phrase for that. We say, oh, that was an add-on. That's one of our lingo things, it's an add-on. There's an ego add-on. You can't see the beauty of all things work together for good if you try to throw something in the mix that isn't really there. If you try to imagine something, if you try to control something, if you try to, to manipulate something, if you have a personal agenda based on past desires and everything, then that blocks the awareness of the glory of the miracle. And so really that fits with what Michael was reading from the I Need Do Nothing section where Jesus is saying, you know, that would be a sign of allegiance, Jesus is saying. That would be a sign of allegiance to me if you could just practice this one thing. I need do nothing. And when your mind isn't trained, if you're so bound into the, the clock, if you live your days by watching the clock, if you live your days by jobs, by having to be here and there, if you live your days based on scheduling, I'll call it, which is all of the ego, then the mind isn't really ready for the holy instant and it's not ready for the I need do nothing solution. And that's okay because Jesus says, very good, if, if you're not ready for, for the instant of release, then I will guide you. I will practically guide you. I will give you steps. But they aren't steps towards a future end. Jesus isn't guiding you towards future salvation. Some of you remember the the, the immediacy of salvation section from the, the text. Be not content for future happiness, for it is not your just reward. For you have cause for freedom now. And that's why... There's fireworks in Mexico. I say, for you have cause for freedom now, and the fireworks go off here. This was not lost on the team <laughs> here. <laughs> We're all, everyone's going, whoa! <laughs> There's an exclamation point there. <laughs> and so this is why, you know, even though we, we encourage you and you pour out your questions and, and they're amazing, that, that the answer to the questions is going to come into your willingness to, to tune into the guidance. Whether you call and do a one-on-one -on -one with one of us, whether we pray together, whether you pray in your own home, whether you, however you connect to spirit, you have all the answers and, and that's in the holy instant. And then the steps to take you to the holy instant are provided. And that's what we devote our life to is just listening and following that guidance. Really we have, there's no other purpose for the world. I was just reminded of that today. I just remember that part from the Course, forget not the healing of God's Son. The healing of God's Son is all the world is for. In other words, the world doesn't have a purpose except for healing your mind. And you are the Christ, but if you believe you're something else, then that's where the healing is required. It's an identity healing. And 
he goes on to say right after that, when you see the healing of God's Son as all you wish to be accomplished by the world and by time and all appearances, you will know your Father and yourself. You will know who you are and you will know who God is. When you see the healing of God's Son is all you would wish to be accomplished by the world. You see how different that is from wishing for more money, wishing for a better job, wishing for a better partner, wishing for a better house. It could be anything. You may be sitting there and going, I'm wishing my, my roof is not leaking because I'm sitting here meditating and there's dripping on my face. You could just close your eyes and let that drip just come on to you. Let that drip come and just go inside and say, but I want the healing of my mind more than I care about this drip. Let the drip happen. I'm not concerned with the drip, I'm concerned with the healing of God's Son. Because one mind is all minds. And there's only one of us, and when one of us goes back into that joy and that ecstasy of pure healing, then the whole perception of the world is corrected. That's quantum. That doesn't mean other people have to get this. There's only one mind that's got to get this, and then when that mind experiences it, oh, everyone is healed. And it's beautiful because in the course, in the workbook, he said, when you arise and accept the gift of healing, legions upon legions will accept the gift of healing with you. You see how it's, per, it's a perceptual problem. It's not a matter of people getting it right. People don't accept the atonement. People are part of the projection, so when you get to Lesson 139, for example, I will accept atonement for myself, you start to realize, oh my gosh, it's just been my own hallucination, my own misperception that's been the problem. I've been, like in Corinthians in the Bible, I've been looking through a darkened glass and when I accept the correction, I accept the light, then I see everything in light and everyone in light. And that's what it means to be the savior of the world. It doesn't mean that you personally are going to be the savior of the world. That's very egocentric. Sometimes People go off and go very insane and they dress up in robes and they go out and stand on the square and they say, I am, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, you're, it's not a person that accepts the correction, it's the mind. It's the mind where the correction is. So that could be your, your prayer for the day. Holy Spirit, put me back on the strings. I would have this body be a puppet. Be a marionette in your service today. If there's anything you would say or do, or laugh, or smile, or whatever, you, you, be you in charge. And then when you get into that, that holy experience of the holiness of who you are, then you won't make any attempt to add anything to what you perceive. It could be anything. It could be a nuclear bomb going off and you would only perceive the holiness because your mind is unified and you don't perceive the fragmentation. It's fragmented perception that's the problem. 
It's not the parts that are the problem, it's the, it's the fragmented perception that's the problem. Hey! <laughs> I see the arms going up. Anand and Shanti did that beautiful song, The Healing of God's Son. Oh, that's, the, that's what I was quoting from. You want, yeah. You've got it? Do you want to play it? Yeah. yeah. I was just quoting from a part of the course, and Michael is going to give this to me, and I'll put it, Soren, where you want me to put it, right? The right place here. It'll be our meditation.
So now, with all of you, with all that we've just gone through and experienced, and with, with our whole panel of mystics here, I'm just going to read a question that you've written in, and I want to remind you that that the part contains the whole, that, that every person that you look at, that every situation that you look at, actually contains the whole. It's actually not a part at all. It's actually, you're always looking at the whole. Because that's all wholeness can do. And our mind is whole. And our mind is healed. And we should be able to pick up any problem, any issue, any question here. And as I said before, the questions fall away and you know, you know the answer. It's like the oracle in uh, the Matrix, when Neo first goes in and he's talking to the Matrix and when it reaches that point in the first Matrix where uh, he's, it's time to run, finally get down to business, and he sits down with her and he starts to talk to the Oracle and the Oracle says, but you already know what I'm going to say. Just like the elderly uh, Nemo was telling exactly, he already had the, everything was recorded, the conversations were all there. All of time and space is all in the, you could say the Akashic records, it's all been done, it's all been recorded, all of history. And I'm just going to pick one question, and we've got our panel of mystics that could speak from spirit to it, or perhaps the writer of the question can speak. Maybe it's not a, a question any longer. Maybe you've gone through an experience and you say, wow, that's not a question at all, or that's not an issue anymore for me, whatever. Let's try it. Oh, they've written, they've highlighted it on here. They go, new, N, it's even highlighted, new. <laughs> I don't know where this came from, but it's all new. Good morning, David and Living Miracles. I would love to share my mind with you in one big gestalt of awareness, of quantum, infinite love. I am so grateful for you and Living Miracles. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I too love science and all things quantum. As you know, I have been unwinding and letting go and asking the Holy Spirit to bring it on and make it even more obvious. Specifically, I wish to share something that's come up for me this week. So much of this was touched upon in last evening's deep session and I still feel a nudge to share this with you. A week ago, my daughter, Stephanie, completed her year's internship program at Penn Hospital in Philadelphia. Like you, after spending about 10 years in university, she is close to receiving what appears to be a PhD in psychodynamics psychology. Stephanie could care less about the degrees or becoming a doctor. She often tells me she doesn't want to be a therapist anymore, although she she's also says that it is a privilege to join with people this way. 
And then last Friday, Stephanie had the experience of what the educational system calls a, quote, forced termination. She was forced to end her relationships, many loving at that, with all of what appeared to be her patients, fellow interns, colleagues, etc. She was deeply sad and angry about having to leave. Then this happened. A forced termination was projected on me. I created a projection of separation as Stephanie embodied embodying ego seeming to let me have it. In so many words she told me how angry she was with me for many choices I made that affected her, my not finishing college, participating in various spiritual communities, leaving her at 14, having a brief affair, not being able to comfort her and more. She is always direct and honest, though this time with judgment, which felt hurtful. She hung up on me and refused to answer my calls, emails, or texts. At the time, it felt impossible to click the switch into quantum. Although I told her I love her, I did my best to listen. David and panel. Are we ready? <laughs> <laughs> David and panel, I am not conscious of how or why this would be my decision. Nothing occurs that is not my decision. I am the dreamer of the dream of this. I wish that Stephanie would be a happy, mighty companion and not an attack thought. I've thought of her as a wake-up assignment too, because I really felt the illusion of separation in my heart and cried. I must believe the thoughts she shared, and or because I appear to be her mother, everything becomes my fault, and this was her projection, and I know it's all for me, my projection. Perhaps this was a clearing, again, of old beliefs of abandonment, not good enough, etc. I am aware this workshop is all about transcending the personal and interpersonal and moving into quantum as an experience, not just a theory, and all the time. I am also aware I do not want to let go of my daughter, uh-oh, and two, my heart's desire and prayer is to dedicate every moment to God. I received two texts from Steph, one when I asked to speak with her, she said, no, let go. And the other, chill out, <laughs> I realized came last night. I would love to see this differently. Any thoughts of correction are welcome. So first, uh, Susan, why don't you just share what your experience is at this moment? Because this sounds very, very recent to you, so maybe you can just share what you're feeling, experiencing right now. Hi everyone, can you hear me? Yes. How am I feeling right now? I just, um, I love you so much, all of you. 
there is no Stephanie, really. This was my entire projection. And I let go. I let go of the guilt of the separation because it never happened. So it's my own misperception. It's my hallucination, all of it. And we've never separated. And Stephanie, that gift of really just giving it all back to me. It's just absolutely my projection, my own ego. So that I can be here with you now, I, you know, and forgive. Um, I mean, I'd still love to hear, but I know that was my, I took it all personally. And as much as I love Stephanie, we haven't been that close, even though we're all one, because she always wanted a very different mother in this life, you know, a big mama who would just protect her and love her. Um, and I just keep talking, you know, sharing God the best I can. Like her father, her father actually said, you should go be a minister. I used to leave the course open, <laughs> but at least she didn't say anything about the course when she was letting me have it. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, so you see that message that she said about let go, that was, that was actually the Holy Spirit That's right. coming in and, and offering that. Yeah. It was your, the Holy Spirit in, in, in the mind, in your mind, yeah. offering that witness. And the night, the night of the first session, suddenly I'm getting these emails. There was a call. There was a text. You know, it all, on that night, she felt the quantum. I don't even need to speak with her, but she felt the love. And she just started saying, Mom, you know, you know I have compassion. You know I appreciate your being open and honest with me. So just that nine-year-old, who actually, like Nemo, had to make a decision. I separated from her father when she was 11, but it all came apart at nine. Mm, and she didn't, she didn't really go with me or with him. She just kind of went on her own journey. Mm. So it's very interesting. I'm so grateful. Yeah. And it was great, it was great that, that, Nemo that Nemo said, said too that, that, that uh, he could see, he could see that, 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 that every, every pathway, pathway was the right pathway when the reporter, when the reporter was in front of him. Because there, there, there are thoughts sometimes, sometimes like, oh, I was, I was part of the spiritual community, community or, or I did, I did this, this and that, and then, and they, then get, they get it gets held, held up to the to good, the good mother, mother concept. concept. Like, like would, would a good mother divorce? Would a good mother get involved with the spiritual community? Would a good mother do this or have an affair or do that? And those are all just things that the ego will use. As, as 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 guilt guilt it will just it will just, just like just Nemo, like Nemo he had all, all these horrific horrific things, things to, be to be dying dying a lot, a lot. He he to really be really facing, facing the belief, the belief in, death, in death a lot, a lot. drowning, drowning and, getting and getting shot shot and in all in kinds, all of, kinds different of different ways, ways. but, but uh, uh, isn't it isn't beautiful that thing that he said that every path is the right the right path because even even in spirituality religion you know that's not part of our Religious, religious training. training. 
I know when I, know I, was, when growing I was growing up, up as a Christian, Christian when I was going, when I was to, going Bible to Bible school, school they, weren't they weren't teaching me every, every path, path is the right path. path. Uh, they, were uh, they were teaching something, something a little, a little different, different than that. Than that. And then, and even, then even I see, I see among Course in Miracles, Miracles students, students um, I've been to I've so, been many, so many Course in Miracles groups, groups all over the world, and sometimes people will be there, and they'll open their blue book, and then they get the biggest smile on their face, and they go, I'm so happy I found the truth. And they hold and they up hold their up course, course book. And the course, and the course itself, itself says, says truth cannot, truth cannot be described, described or explained, explained, but only, but only experienced. experienced. It, it can it almost can be almost an arrogance, arrogance that I call, I call pathway, pathway arrogance, arrogance <laughs> where, people where people go, well, well I, 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 have I, have path, path, I have the path, or I have right the right path, path or the fastest path, path, or the most correct, correct path, or something like this. And there's Nemo. With, in all with, of his all glory, of his glory telling, telling the, the confused, the confused reporter, reporter, every, every pathway, pathway is the right, is the right pathway. pathway. That was, that was just, just a quantum expression from, from all that he'd gone, gone through, through and, and he realized, he realized that there wasn't, that there wasn't he couldn't judge, judge among, among any, any of those scenarios, scenarios and, images. and images. He, in the he, end, he end, couldn't, he couldn't decide, decide, or the little boy, the nine-year-old boy, couldn't, couldn't make make decision, decision. And, and, and and not and not deciding not deciding, not deciding in a worldly sense, sense not deciding, not deciding in, terms in the terms of duality, duality where I'm where actually, actually accepting, accepting what, is, what is and what has, and what always, has always been, been. So, so it's very it's practical. practical I'm glad it's, I'm glad. it's quite strong, strong for, you for you that with her, with her and nine, and nine years old and separation and, 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 and the whole story was was uh, completely, completely right there right with there your, with your experience. experience. Almost like almost the whole, like movie, the whole was, movie was was just was for just you. For you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh so, it's beautiful. so beautiful. So beautiful. And panel. And panel. <laughs> I feel like, I feel we're, like Oprah. we're Oprah. And now, we and now we've got, we've got, we've got the minister, <laughs> nobody, nobody panel. panel. <laughs> nobody. nobody. <laughs> I can <concur>. I can <laughs> Oh, it's been, it's been so, so sweet. So, uh, Jeff, Jeff, I think I think the panel, the panel is ready. Is ready, I'm ready, ready and if anyone, anyone wants, wants to uh, raise their, raise their electronic, electronic hands, hands or their, or their electronic, electronic hands, hands. <laughs> it's all mine. Mind remember, it's, it's all it's all digital. It's all digital. Just just uh, that would be that great. Would be we'll great. have an we'll interaction. We've got, we've got the panel here and. We're all We're geared, all up, geared up, up here. That was amazing. amazing. I'm so, I'm so touched, touched that we could, that go, we could through go through that experience, that experience together. together. Laura has raised her hand, so go ahead, Laura. Hi. Hi. Hi, Laura. Hi. I, I didn't want to talk this time, but I feel this urgency. <laughs> So although my pride is hard, <laughs> I feel like I need to, to express this because I have fears, I have a lot of fear about the script is written and don't having any control over it. 
because it's not the, the, the first time that this happens. In fact, it just happened last week in, during the retreat. But it eventually it vanished. I I feel this. I felt the support, and it vanished. And now it is more powerful now. This fear of if the script is written, what, why, why, what if I am going to kill myself or to kill someone else? And I have this. Because last week was wonderful. I my came my comeback to Veracruz was it's supposed to be bad, but I didn't see as bad because it took me 30 hours <laughs> for coming back. <laughs> and I was just like I, I really felt Jesus was by my side. And I was like, oh, I'm learning how the airlines are working, how the people works, how the customer service works. I was like a child learning. So it was very amazing, an amazing trip. And I didn't recognize myself because I was thriller. I was like, oh, it was, that was very, it was very beautiful experience to have this 30 hour trip <laughs> for coming back but now that feeling is lost I I, I have this I, I, I came back and I yesterday during the retreat this re online retreat I I re received information that two two teachers that were couple and that there that I have met in the past and have some interactions online with them. Are involved in, or were involved in a victim and victimizer situation. Like he assaults her and she tried to kill herself. And I, I, I was, I was having this feeling that oh, I have choose to, to hear Jesus. And in fact, last week I, I. I felt like I was falling in love with Jesus, with the message, with the when I when I read the when I read the 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 the, the book, the, I I felt this love. I really felt that Jesus loves me and that I was falling in love with him or she or it. I didn't know how to express it. <laughs> but now this feeling is lost. And yesterday I met in the evening with a, a friend and she was talking to me about all the wrong things that had happened to her. And she had this idea that if the opposite had happened, her life would be different. But I was there like a mirror to her because all she all she wanted has happened to me and I'm not happy. At that time I was not happy. So we talk each other and I our conclusion was we don't know. <laughs> we don't know anything. We don't know what is happening. And coming back to my home, my house, I lost in my neighborhood. And I 
how to talk to my mother. I don't know where I am. I had a panic attack. And eventually, she's very Catholic. And she just told me, repeat this. Jesus is, you trust in Jesus. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. And she was telling me by the phone that, because it was kind of late. And I was very scared, and it, I didn't know where I was. So this, this weekend is like, and I saw this movie, and I watched this movie, and it makes no sense, but it totally makes sense. But I understand that and we are just one. There is all, all, everything is happening in my mind, but, and I'm, yes, it, it, it's, okay. it's okay. I understand that the script is written, is written, I don't have control, but I'm very afraid of the experience of what I'm experiencing. Although I know that it doesn't matter, there is no victim, there is no victimizer. It doesn't, I, if I kill someone, I'm not killing anyone. If I kill myself, I'm not killing anyone. But I have this fear. And now it's worse, the fear. I, I don't know if I, if I express myself. Well, if I make myself understand, but I really can use some help at this moment. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. But the thing about this healing journey is when we open our hearts and open our minds, the darkness that we've pushed away will come up. And, and that is, when the darkness arises, that is the death feeling. That is the death. We think of death as, as, as in form, you know, like in a, in a, somebody dying or somebody committing suicide. We see it as, an, as like an end point in form, but in one sense you're, we're called to move through the darkness to the light and that's what, why we all join together to support and nurture each other. Because when we start to pray and say, please heal me, we ask the Spirit, then that's when the darkness comes up that was pushed away. And it doesn't feel good, it feels crazy, it can be, feel disorienting, like you said you felt you were lost in your own neighborhood, and then maybe you felt bad about that, like, what's, what's wrong with me? How, how do you get lost in your own neighborhood? But, but a lot of us have had disorienting experiences and dis disorienting feelings along this journey where we just need somebody to to be there for us because we feel very lost and confused and our mind is loosening from what we once believed in and we're opening to the light and and it can be uh, frightening when you have been accustomed to something and now you're you're opening to something completely different and also you mentioned falling in love with Jesus you know that's a common thing when you study the course you start to feel in love. I was just listening to a, a Christian song this morning where the woman who was singing, she was calling Jesus, you are my first love, you are my forever love, I will always be in love with you. It was more like an acknowledgement, like, oh, I've found, I've found the one that I love. And it's a very common when you read the Course uh, for to have those huge feelings, but it's also 
very difficult when the darkness comes back because the, the love feels so strong and then the darkness feels uh, so strong. And that's why we're here as mighty companions to support each other because we need that support. We need someone to hold our hand. We need someone to, to reassure us. Uh, we need someone sometimes to even just talk to and express what we're feeling because we've kept stuff in, we've kept stuff bottled up uh, and, and pushed inside too long and, and it isn't, hasn't helped us. So thank you for, for that and, uh, and you know, you are with us there down at uh, Quantico uh, here in, in the Lake Chapala area, you're, you're with us there up in the, the Silent Answer retreat and I think you're, you're planning to come to the Strawberry as well. So you're, you're giving yourself lots of opportunities to uh, let the Mighty Companions come around and, and be around you. So, and we have, like you want, yeah. Lisa. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I want to just specifically address this question, but what, you know, I, I feel like one of the things I know that all of us have experienced is almost like when you say yes to Jesus, you know, be careful what you ask for, really. What, he, what it's calling us into is to question every one of our beliefs. And so for me, I just know that, you know, these things that seem to be happening in my life was the spirit making me look at them. And it wasn't an intellectual thing. I hear people just say, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. But actually, if I'm experiencing some kind of charge in whatever's happening, like that's why give us this day our daily bread, taking each day and developing that relationship with the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, Holy Spirit, I see this. I want to face it, especially if I'm experiencing the pain. It's it's a belief that's in my mind that's coming up to be healed, not because something is wrong and I need to look straight at it with the Holy Spirit, not run away from it or try to hide to it, hide from it. But he's giving us exactly what we need. So it's like when we're, you know, it's like all this stuff, Pete, like I always say, people come to the community and they say, wow, I feel worse now than I ever have because it's, you know, really, <laughs> you're thinking you're going to, you know, it's it's really bringing the darkness to the light. And we need holy companions to be able to join with us and really look at it together and say, what this is what I actually believe is going on. And, you know, there's a lot of guilt and shame and thinking, though, it's me. Actually, we, I, we think it's us. And by bringing it to the light, that's how we start disidentifying from it. And these are so important. These sessions, I just see just even the Sunday shows and these sessions, it's like this longing to be able to bring up this healing together. Like it's so important to bring it up so that it can be questioned. So it isn't just metaphysically ghosting. That's what we say a lot. It's not, it's a real experience. I think that's what we all have gotten into this for a direct experience to experience the love of God, but we got to remove those obstacles. So it's being willing to question them. So thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. I just wanted to uh, talk about 
talk about hypotheticals, actually. It was in my mind because I happened to come across an article yesterday. And it was a professor who was talking about how this group of billionaires invited him along to a luxury resort. He paid his, being paid his highest fee ever to talk to these people because he's a futurist. He's a futurist professor. And they wanted to know what's happening in the future. And they were asking him... They started off fairly easy and then they eventually got to the meat of what they wanted to join with him, why they paid all this money to bring him along and ask him. They were asking, what happens when the event happens? The event they, they classified is when there's the end of the world and they're saying it's going to happen some way. Nuclear war, something's going to happen. So they were saying when this happens, they're, they're building these huge bunkers that are fully decked out with all this fantastic equipment. So what do they need in these bunkers? This is what these guys are focusing their minds at, like talking about hypotheticals. You want to, there's billions of hypotheticals in the world. Mr Nobody went through a number and there's billions of them. And when we put our minds into like, well, what if I die? What if, what if I kill myself or kill somebody? I mean, there's so many hypotheticals. We, we put our minds into all these things. We can see how the mind gets so distracted. This is really is, is like a practical thing to be able to say, okay, no, I want, the, I want the spirit to bring my mind back to, the, to now, here and now with the spirit, rather than going off into these fantasies, into these, these crazy ideas, really, they are, that they're not, they're not here, it's not present for me now, so what am I doing putting my mind there? And I'm not at a victim to them. That's the whole thing. We feel like we're a victim to these thoughts that we might have had for decades or, you know, might have been for lifetimes even, you know, but we are not. We, we don't need to think like that anymore, really. It's really time to stop that. We're not a victim to them. We're deciding for it. And since we are deciding for it, we can decide not to do that now. So that's what really what we're being called into. That's what Nemo no, Nobody <laughs> was calling us into and that's the power we have right now. That power of decision is available to us right now. So, yeah. yeah, we're all being invited into that. And that's what we want. And that's why we're holding each other's hands to say, you know, we don't have to think like that anymore. Let's get really present. Let's be here now and be, you know, totally aligned with the spirit because that's where the joy is. That's where the, the love is. You know, we're opening up to that. And everything else gets washed away when we're totally here now, you know, with the spirit. So... Let's do this. Come on, let's join together and do this. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, um, and it's also like it's probably just I feel like this is addressing a bit of a general. Um, perhaps there's a general question. Uh, and uh, uh, I just want to say that sometimes when there seems to be um, extreme clashes, so to speak, and it could be that something triggers it in form and extreme emotions, and it could be extreme and it could be not so extreme. Um, it's just an indicator uh, to really pray, Spirit, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? Where would you have, what would you have me see? And, I'd, and just be really, really, really guided. Uh, and, um, and also let go... Sometimes maybe there's a, speaking of hypothetical, maybe hypotheticals, there's something to be let go of because when uh, I, I was speaking to a few, um, a few friends lately um, and uh, someone was sharing that, oh, I've been having a lot of rage coming up. And I said, well, that's wonderful because underneath that rage, there's, uh, there's somewhere deep, deep inside, there's actually um, a call to 
uh, awaken actually, and there's actual no to a pattern, no to um, to emptiness, and so, and that's where from now on it's just a matter of like spirit. What would you? Something wants to be seen and released, and so from there on it's more like the attitude is like, where would you have me go? Where would you have me see? Like so that it can be released, and how, and uh, and maybe also it comes together with that. Maybe there's a letting go with that. Maybe there's a. a a fantasy there of uh, where I feel maybe like there's a relationship and there's a fantasy like all oh, a fantasy of a healed relationships, a healed relationship with so and so, or like a, some kind of um, a fantasy of a context or what it looks like, and so all of it has to be kind of revealed and uh, revealed as in put on the altar and with the, in the name of. I want to be happy, and I just want to follow, and uh, and there's a way to feel happy, and it's available, and um, and just um, accept the guidance from there on, and and it comes, and it comes really, really quickly, and usually, everyone kind of, in my experience, everyone everyone kind of knows what it is and what that step that they're called to follow that would release that guilt at that moment and uh, help have the mind be uplifted so so yeah and i yeah. think that this is the time i feel like this is the time like something's going on that this is the time and it's not personal this is like the mind has said uh yes and so this is where this is why we're talking about this this is why we're being so thorough this is why, and because uh, it's, the mind is ready, and the, like, and uh, we want to be happy, and this is something to celebrate, and there's a way to do it, and it's possible. So, and it's easier; they may seem too. So, yeah. Yeah, the I'm thinking of that line: "There's nothing good or bad, but thinking that makes it so." And and that's when we talk about hypotheticals; they can be judged as good hypotheticals or as bad hypotheticals, but in the end, the answer comes like from our Solaris movie, we don't have to think like that anymore. We're not used to to being present, we're not used to to existing apart from hypothetical thinking. In fact, the whole world, the time-space world is based on hypothetical thinking. So I think the first thing is you start to recognize that, like, let's say, uh, you you want to be successful in the world and you have a definition of success to make a lot of money. If you watch some of our Sunday shows, uh, Andy Page has talked about this, where he spent quite a lot of time uh, with wealth building gurus and putting all of his waking hours into making a lot more money. There's and all the, you, the more you get into that, there's like a formula for becoming rich. But but if you look at the, just the formula itself, it's all hypotheticals. And maybe it's a different angle. Maybe you're, you're a parent and you want to be a good parent. So you've read Dr. Spock and you've read all the, the parenting manuals and you've talked to a lot of parents about what are the good practices, what are good parenting practices. And then you start to see there's a formula for that too. And then when you step back a little further, you start to see that that formula, that's even hypothetical. 
that the, the, the program for becoming the best parent you can be is a hypothetical program. And so the first thing I think you need to do after watching a movie like Mr. Nobody is to start to say, I think I'm being told by the spirit that this addiction to hypothetical thinking is what is keeping me from peace of mind, that I will never find peace of mind and happiness and joy in a constant way through this hypothetical thinking. Because hypothetical thinking is known in this world as very practical. It would almost be as if you explained this to somebody and explained the full context of it and you said, well I'm really, I just don't want to know or plan for the future and I don't want to keep rehashing the past. I just want to be here now. Uh, they may look at you like, okay, be a lump on a, a, log, a log, be a, a no good, do nothing uh, person if you want. Uh, waste your life being uh, while the rest of the world succeeds. Uh, you know, that might be a response you might get. It just shows that there's, a, the, the ego values hypothetical thinking enormously. And Jesus is calling us toward the I need do nothing solution of the holy instant. So this is where it takes trust because it's like this, the Holy Spirit and Jesus are saying, we're fine with fake. We know you believe in hypothetical thinking, so you don't have to be ashamed of it. We know you believe in it, but we're going to use it to unwind you from it. So there's still going to be some guidance, and in the end even guidance is hypothetical, you know. Because why? Because it's, it's about the future, it's about the script, it's about time and space. You know, if you're just in a place of perfect isness, what do you need guidance for? You, you are the isness. You, do, you are the beingness, you don't need guidance. But guidance is the Holy Spirit's way of saying, we're fine with fake. We, the ego made up all this hypothetical world, the ego made up the words and all these self-concepts and pursuits, that's fine. We're fine with that. We'll just use it to guide you to disengage from it and we'll use concepts of time to take you out of time. We'll use everything you believe about the world to take you out of the world as an identity. And that's so practical. That's really what, what we're all about. We're about being extremely practical. If, if you are wound into the world to have somebody show up, you know, like a, a genie in a genie bottle and say, stop planning, well, that's, that's okay, but if you seem to have children or you have a job you have to attend to and you have to make it through traffic and into a parking lot and, and clock in, then maybe don't plan uh, is, is hard to grasp. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I won't plan, and I'll get fired from my job, and I'll lose my house because of my mortgage. You see, if, if the more you're wound into the hypotheticals, you need, you need some guidance that will unwind you from that. Not just twinkling your nose and saying, there are no hypotheticals, that would be metaphysically ghosting over the top of it. Also this idea of the script is written, 
it's a very deep teaching, but it's it's a very, 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 very high state of mind that sees the world as the past. Uh, for the untrained mind, for the mind that's asleep and dreaming, it sees that it says, "Oh, okay, it's the past, but then there's the future." And as long as you believe that the future is different from the past, then it just means you don't know what the past is. <laughs> because there's two different kinds of the past. There's the past past and the future past. And then you believe that they're different. And you can plan for one and that one is over and gone. Well, if you really knew that the one was over and gone, there wouldn't be one to plan for. You see how practical this is. But you have to, be, you have to really tune in to what you feel intuitively is helpful and really take it step by step from that inner sense of helpfulness. And nobody can make those decisions for you. Again, those have to be just guided by the Spirit. But the Spirit is there. The Spirit is always there and always offering help. So I think if you gain nothing else from this movie but to start to realize, wow, that is bizarre how I put so much attention to all these hypotheticals in my mind. Uh, that's a good first step right there. Because you're taking the first step to loosening your mind from being, paying so much attention to those. You know, we, we kind of live with this all the time. We, uh, I think over the last week or so, we, we had a hypothetical fire that we were uh, talking about a bit, and a f among other things, and uh, it was good uh, mind training practice. Okay, Pete's sending a message. Aman has his hand up. <laughs> Do you want a break and come back or keep going? I think we're st we're rolling. We're going to roll. Aman, speak to us. <laughs> Can you hear me? Thank you, Laura. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey. Hi, David. How are you? Greetings <laughs> to India. <laughs> Hello to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very long time since I, <laughs> I talked with you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, David, uh, first of all, I want to share uh, an experience that I had yesterday uh, while watching the, uh, Mr. Nobody. Um, and I want to, your, I, I request you to comment on that because I'm not able to understand what it means. What happened was like 15 or 20 minutes into the movie, for no reason at all, suddenly uh, I thought of an Indian movie of 1960s era. It was a very old movie, a very ordinary movie, nothing, you know, metaphysical or anything like that. It was about Mughal Empire, Kingdom, it was a drama, it was a drama of some sort. And it was a very ordinary movie. It was a super hit movie, but a very ordinary movie in my perception. And I, 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 for some reason, I just compared that movie with Mr. Nobody. And I was like, oh my God, how much the technology has progressed and how much the thinking and everything has progressed uh, since then. 
And I just compared it and then for a few seconds, I forgot about it. And what happens after an hour or so into the movie, there is a scene in Mr. Nobody where from that exactly same Indian movie, there is a song that has been played for a few seconds with the video of that, but exactly that exact movie. And I was so shocked. Like, what is this? Like, I thought about that movie out of thousands and thousands of, and I, I, I have not even seen that movie. Uh, I know about that movie, but I have not even seen that movie. And, and how can I, means I didn't know what to, it just blew me. Like I did, but I could not make out of it, like what it is all about. So I would like to, yeah, you to comment on like, is this just, something random or what what it is what is the message for me like what is happening yeah well that's so beautiful aman cuz that's those are the synchronicities like when when the nemo was getting all those directions and signs and symbols and it was a bit shocking to him cuz it was so direct one thing after the next that is a reflection of of your mind even if you haven't seen the movie and what you're describing that happens to me a lot where I'm watching a movie and then I see a movie within a movie and I've just seen that other movie prior to it. Uh, we actually had a, a woman, uh, we just did a retreat in May and our friend Julie came and we were guided during the movie, during the retreat uh, to show three movies. And the three movies that we showed during the retreat out of all the trillions of movies in the world that we decided to show that her last three movies she had watched before she'd come to the retreat were the three movies in the retreat. So you can imagine how she felt. She just was could hardly speak. She watched the show the first one, she went, hmm, to herself. And then she watched the second one, hmm. And then the third, the last three movies she had seen before coming to the retreat were shown at the retreat. And to give you an idea of how this is already happening, always happening, it's just in my life it happens. You know, we haven't spoken for a long time, and yet this morning I got up, right before I came, I stopped at my computer, and suddenly I had India so strong in my mind. And, and I was doing all these different things with A Course in Miracles, India, and, and drawing up, when I had come over there, I drew up our our satsang today. I drew up all these things right before I come today, just before I come, was all about A Course in Miracles and my visit to India and you were very much, you were like my guide taking me through Rishikesh and all that. All of that just came up in a whoosh right before I came here to do this uh, movie gathering to finish uh, Mr. Nobody. So, and then here you are again and this beautiful bright yellow background behind you, it's bringing up all these fond memories of my time there, but it's, it's just all thought. Even though we haven't talked or anything, or I haven't thought about these things for the longest time, it's suddenly in my awareness. So it's just a synchronicity or a symbol that, uh, oh my gosh, this is all my mind. And it seems like a huge co coincidence like, what, is the, what are the chances? But the chances are actually quite strong once you realize that we're all connected and it's just our mind 
that's calling forth these witnesses, and you just, you just did it, and I just did it too. It's quantum. Can I ask one more question, David? Sure. <laughs> uh, David, uh, like I started studying course in I think 2006 uh, after reading um, I think DU. And it's been 12 years. And uh, once you left India, uh, I think I decided after that that uh, I'm going to sell my business. I don't want to continue it. And uh, I think in next couple of months, I sold it at a loss, but I sold it. And since then, I've not been walking. And uh, I went to, because I, in my house, there was just like, I didn't feel like there was too much of stress. There was a lot of family drama, sometimes family dramas and all my brother also living uh, in my hometown with my parents. And uh, so I came to Tiruvannamalai, uh, the place of Ramana Maharshi. Mm -hmm. And uh, I stayed for a few months here. There were a few teachers also coming in and going, like Lisa came, came and a few other teachers uh, from this kind of a tradition. Uh, not no any course teacher, but this type of uh, teachers. Some of them came. I stayed for a few months. Then my brother' marriage got fixed, so I had to. I was forced to go back, and uh, I went back to my hometown. I thought I'm going for one month. I stayed for one year, even though I thought I'm going just for a month. And a lot of things happened in between, and. Then I came almost, I think, five, four or five months back, I came back here to Tiruvannamalai. Now I'm here in Tiruvannamalai right now. And uh, what I have been wondering for some last few days is like, what is it that I'm not, like I've been on this path for 12 years and I don't feel consistently joyful and there is so much of fear that still I'm struggling with I, I see that there is a lot of chipping away over these years, but I still feel like why the hell I'm not consistently happy and why is there so much of struggle still in my life and so much of fear I'm handling and, uh, and there is so much of confusion still. So I want your guidance david like where is it that i'm going wrong you can i want you to be as blunt as you like uh, even as harsh as you can like i don't i don't it doesn't matter to me but i want to know like wh why like i see some of the other panel members i see them so joyful uh, and i never like i feel like what the hell am i go going wrong like i stop my business i'm not doing anything and I feel so lazy, so unoriented. I don't feel like doing anything. My, like I, my have such a, what do you say, unorganized life. <laughs> like I wake up in night. I wake up, I late, I sleep very late in night. I wake up very late. There is no pattern, nothing. So I just want your guidance, David. Like, what should I do, or what am I? Where is it that I'm going wrong, and what is it that is blocking? And why is the? I, another thing I feel is like, why is the spirit not sending me help, like strong help? Like, why is it not sending me teachers and and put me in a, you know, very focused environment and make me focus? Like, 
what is it that is blocking me? Well, it's beautiful. You know, I, we've done a lot of these online retreats and for quite a lot this year, and you're the first one that's tuned in from Ramana Maharshi's uh, ashram area. That's a pretty good uh, symbol right there. And Ramana is, uh, is a great symbol of mysticism, is a great symbol of just single-pointed devotion in the Indian culture and actually known around the world. And so the, the thing you just need to go into and look at is, is your desire. In other words, uh, if you really want to go down into this idea of what is blocking me, what is holding me back, what is stopping me uh, from, from a, a more consistent experience of that love and happiness and joy, then you just have to honestly take a close look at what do I still want from the world. Because whatever you want from the world, the world will want from you. Like for example, going and staying with your family for a year, that's a, that's a great mind watcher. You know, all these characters, dream characters, uh, oh, I'm on your back. Uh, here, I could, uh, I could use some help with this. I could, da, da, da. You see how the world, if you want something from the world, the world will want something from you. So what, like what Diana's been touring and teaching lately is, is give up the desirable. But, but that really means you, there comes this an honesty, like a self, a deep, deep self-honesty is what is it that I still desire from the world? You've sold your business and you've, you've got a lot more time on your hand, you know, and you've done some travel and you're, you're there where Ramana Maharshi lived and, and still you're coming to this honesty in your mind, like what is it that I'm still looking for? What am I still searching for? It's, Many people ask that question because they say, why am I not consistently happy? But the, this belief in hypotheticals, this focus on the form, is, it still take, keeps their attention. They still are putting a lot of attention. And you know the story of Ramana, he, you know, when he was a late, late teenager, around 19 years old, he really started withdrawing attention from the world. He didn't put a lot of attention. You see, his mind's attention was not put toward the world. It was, it was an extreme example of unplugging from the world. In fact, there are many people around the world that are into success and achievement and, and making something of themselves and building a life for themselves in the world and everything that they've never even heard of Ramana Maharshi. I'm always fascinated when I meet Course in Miracles students and, and I mention Ramana and they go, who? It's like they, they don't have an awareness of even the striking symbols of such dedication, of such devotion to single purpose. So I think that's what your your call is, is, is a call into single purpose and, and, and that's what we focus on here and even Michael sharing that video about uh, September mysticism. You could feel the vibe underneath that. There was a strong vibe underneath that video it, that, that that video came from this deep vibe and, and from this deep calling. 
It's, it just has to be the calling of your heart, the longing of your heart, and then, then whoever you're to meet, whatever experiences you're to have, is under the guidance of the Spirit, where you're saying, bring it on to me, you lead the way. I do not know the way to you, but you do know the way, and you will lead me. But thank you. Thank you for pouring your heart out. It is so wonderful to see you again yeah. in your smiling face. We love you so dearly. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm I was wondering too, if Aman, it sounds like he's got a lot of time and part of his purpose can be linking in. We certainly have a lot of opportunities to join with us and, and functions that we have. So if you're interested in reaching out and volunteering with, with us, there could be opportunities to do that, to really join together with Mighty Companions and in a shared purpose, so, and offer that to everyone, really. So. Yeah. They mentioned Tarana. Tarana Singh is coming from India. From India, right, the bomb from Bombay. The bomb from Bombay, <laughs> a we have a, and, yeah. a Bollywood actress from India who, who's been listening to my talks and watching my videos, and, and she's from Meher Baba's uh, community uh, down there in India, and she's so excited to be coming, uh, joining us around a little before strawberry and, yeah, and next and week or two I think. next week or two so we're just preparing for the bomb from Bombay <laughs> and uh, you can be it Aman could be our atom bomb Yes, we love you. Yeah, I guess if there's an interest in volunteering, you can go to our livingmiracles.org site, and there's a link that probably probably be in the chat there. So um, the, the circle of support, you can see a, a place where you can volunteer. So, yeah. Okay. So we have um, we have some more hands up, but I think we're getting close to winding down. So. Um, we will let our our wise one on top of the uh, Andes Mountains, <laughs> Andes Mountains, Jeff, look at the look at the five the five hands that are up for the final uh, the final hand that you'll pick for today, and then we will have uh, uh, Kristen talking about the. Well, Kristen will join us. Jeff and Kristen will will wrap it up. But Jeff, why don't you pick us one more for this? Wonderful Mr. Nobody uh, quantum explosion, expansion weekend. What, what will we end up with here? Okay, we'll go with uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, are you there? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, she's <okay>. Yay! That's the only reason why I raise my hand. <laughs> I just realized the only thing I have to do is to raise my hand all the time, to raise my mind, to just say yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's uh, all I have to do. So yay. Yes. It works. <laughs> it works. <Yeah. laughs> that was a, a nice quantum experience. You, you drew it forth and we got to see your beaming face and all of us get to see an expression of the quantum moment, yeah. the quantum expansion. Beautiful. It's all over you. It's all around <laughs> you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, just take a dive. Dive in, dive in all the time. No thoughts, no doubts. Just, you know, go for it. 
Yeah. Yay. Yay. We love it. We love it. <laughs> and we're all in this, it's just like a giant jacuzzi where we all can, you know, it's public. So everybody's invited. Yeah. So that's, and it's it. always cleared of its fresh. It's always inviting and you, you just, yeah. you can just jump in and you're immediately connected to everybody and everything. So. That's good. I'll keep that in mind. That could be a topic. That could be one of our themes, maybe uh, in the fall. We'll just, or we get into the fall or winter. We'll just call it uh, Giant Jacuzzi Week, <laughs> and uh, invite everyone into the the warmth. Come yeah. in the warmth together, because it's yeah. there's nothing more fun than being in a warm jacuzzi and just being with everybody and laughing and oh, it's wonderful. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. And bubbling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll send it to, to Jeff, and then uh, Jeff will send it back to uh, Kristen here. But thank you all mm. from the bottom of our heart. We are so happy that you joined us mm. for this. What a fun, deep journey this is. Mm. Spectacular. Spectacular. <laughs> I was thinking about our uh, retreat in September, mysticism. Going into the mystic is during the mystic uh, mystery school. No, it's not the time to ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about asking, but I just thought it's an amazing sort of link. Yeah. It's so good. There's something very mystical about that. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. After the first week, it's so cool. Well, that'll be interesting. It will. <laughs> okay, love mm. you. Thank you. Thank you.